0: Hello, welcome to the latest Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast, a podcast about the history and construction of the city's motorways and expressways. It's October 2019 and this is our 16th episode. I'm John Hassel.
1: And I'm Stuart Baird. This month we continue our series about the many unbuilt roads and motorways in Glasgow. In this episode we're discussing the Air Motorway and how the current M77 is rather different from the original highway plan proposal. We're from the Archive feature and it's taken on a slightly different format this month and we think you will enjoy it. Though you'll have to stick with us to hear what it is because even we don't know what it is quite yet. Is that right, John? (laughs) That's right. It's a total mystery box. It is. It's a box of material that we managed to come across
0: last week. So Mm -hmm. we're going to be opening that and see what's inside. So here's hoping it's not all rubbish. No, you'll get to share some of the, you know, kind of excitement that we have when we find new material. Yeah, Exactly. That's fine. So, I mean, after we, after that, you know, usual, we'll get through to answering your questions and talking about some of the upcoming Glasgow Motorway Archive activities. We've had a busy month.
1: We have indeed. It's been very busy. The Glasgow Vintage Vehicle Trust had us for the open weekend. That that was two very busy days. It was. Two very enjoyable days, I suppose.
0: And this music, Stuart.
1: Oh, this music is wonderful.
0: (laughs) I feel like I'm at a rodeo. I I
1: can't even still best music for these podcasts. Mm, I really do.
0: Jury's still out on that, but yeah. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Oh anyway, anyway, shall we go on with this then? Yeah, let's go. Okay, John. So where are we starting this month? Then we're starting with the Air Motorway. Yeah. Okay.
0: So tell me all about the Air Motorway. Can we just start by saying the Air Motorway is what we now know as the M77. Basically. Okay. Basically. But w- okay, so hold on. We're talking about unbuilt stuff. Yes, we are. So why? the M77 is built. So why, why? Why are we speaking about this? Uh
1: <sighs> because the M77, although built in the same corridor, differs quite considerably from the road that John Cullen envisaged mm-hmm. in the Highway Plan for Glasgow. Yes. And I think that that alone is worth discussing.
0: Yes, it was. Because
1: if the air motorway had been built, Mm -hmm. the situation in the south side of Glasgow motorway-wise would have been quite different today,
0: I imagine. Quite better. You can say that. I can say that. Okay, so um where did it all start? I mean, because I remember seeing some sketches of the ring road from John Con's very early works on the Inner Ring Road for yeah. Glasgow. Inner Ring Roads with these radial motorways coming off you got the Hamilton motorway, you got the Mary Hill motorway, yeah, yeah. Monkland. But there was this one on the South Flank called the South Motorway. Yes okay so i think
1: even in the bruce report and in the clyde valley report they knew that they were going to have to provide an enhanced route south from the city mm-hmm. for better connections to Ayrshire and beyond mm-hmm. now initially because john was a big fan of these radials coming off of the inner yeah. inner ring like they do in america mm-hmm. i think he was keen that all the major motorways should converge in that yeah. however they realized very quickly during their traffic studies and during their assessments or routes and things that actually there were two reasons why that was a bad idea. Yeah. The merging and diverging with the South Flank, mm-hmm. Renfrew Motorway and the Hamilton Motorway. That's right. And Only this, a few miles of each yeah, other. Yeah, and this potential South Motorway, as I think it was called at that stage, yeah. was going to be just too much. Mm-hmm. Secondly, they realised that actually a lot of the property in the South Side wasn't going to be demolished because it was in very good condition. Yeah. You know, So there wasn't going to be the wholesale, comprehensive development areas that they had elsewhere in which the city. Which these
0: motorway schemes worked in tandem yeah. with. Yeah,
1: so there was no nice easy corridor going to be con- uh, you know, developed or, or or created to allow a motorway to squeeze through. Mm-hmm. So he realised very quickly, no, let's, let's move away. And he, he obviously chose the, the route that we now know, the M77, to go through, which is initially parallel to the railway line That's right. around about the Dunbrek area, before then skirting around the edge of Pollock Park. Yeah. And then from there south, it was basically at that time agricultural land, empty agricultural land, provided an obvious corridor yeah. for a new road to, to go send
0: through. send it up the hill and into airship. Exactly,
1: very easy, and then meet the A seventy seven just south of Newton Mearns. Yeah, you know, so that was that was a proposal, nice, easy way to squeeze a route through there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, same sort of. it there went were,
0: from this this what you're talking about now. That was that was kind of devised in the 1965 highway plan for Glasgow. Yeah. So by the time yeah. the
1: highway plan came along 1960, well they saw it internally 1962 63. Yeah, but it wasn't published, published until 65. Yeah. So by the time that came out, yeah, it was the route, the air motorway mm-hmm. that was in there, and it was subsequently adopted by the Greater Glasgow Transportation Study. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first stage of it, which went from the M8 Renfrew Motorway to Dumfries Road. Mm-hmm. was stage one, yeah, and they then envisaged a stage two that would take it from Dunbreck Road via Barhead Road, via Darnley yeah. all the way out yeah. to the city boundary. And then the theory was the Scottish office would then come in and build a short stretch from to the boundary to A77. The moor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was kind of the, the proposal there. Okay. So that, that's what came
0: along. So this air motorway, we're yeah. saying it's in the highway plan, but we have this lovely report here yes okay. we do. so it's mentioned in the highway plan but like the mary hill motorway it actually they they made a report i mean this report is very similar to the mary hill motorway yeah, report it's, where, you know, it's, it's basically the, identical yeah all the plans and all the visualizations and stuff like that and i believe this one here is dated 1975
1: yeah. so so let me give you a bit more uh, detail behind the process and how things developed at the time yeah. so in 1973 the Renfrew motorway gets to go ahead they decide that they're going to build the ramps for yeah. the future air motorway as part of that scheme because additional budget or whatever you was couldn't available. You could the ramps
0: at the time it yeah. was open. It was just, they built them as part exactly. of that. Exactly. Yeah. Round
1: right about the same time, they gave stage one of the route, go ahead, mm-hmm. you know, brilliant, go ahead. They had requested a few reports be created uh, and that's the report we're looking at today and that details stage one and stage two. Mm-hmm. Now, ultimately, stage one was scaled back. There was some public opposition Mm-hmm. To this motorway early on, yeah. not just so angry as Mary hill Motorway or east flank yeah but there were some people who were concerned about the potential impact on Pollock park mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later when, it, you know, when we when we get nearer route. to yeah. the the present yeah um so that then led to stage two being not cancelled but just not taken forward in a hurry yeah stage one was then renamed yes tell us what that
0: name was the Dumbreck Road Connection.
1: Yes. And tell us that wonderful story that John Collin told us yeah. about the roundabout at the end of that. that That's right. So
0: the M77 only really went to Dumbreck, and it finished at an at-grade roundabout there. Yeah. Now, yeah. they made that in such way, and this is what John said, yeah. that it was made to look like that was just the end of the road. Yes. that was the end of the scheme that it wouldn't look like it was to be easily extended from That's that. right. yep. you know, if you think of a roundabout where it can obviously be extended look at what Fullerton Road was like where you had these yeah. flared kind of uh, almost slip roads leading up yeah. to a roundabout where, where it could be continued south it yep. wasn't the case Basic roundabout, but they've done it that way yeah. so that it could easily be done. So it's and like, it's, yeah. it's just like it's, this is a sneaky motorway in a lot of ways, and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna find out a lot more why mm-hmm. that is when we start getting into this report.
1: Yeah. So the Dumbreck Road connection uh, construction started in that 1978, 79 opened yeah. in August 1981, and it was a motorway. It was yeah. a motorway, and because the motorway you could rails. only yeah. get
0: you could only get from the M8 yeah. to the M8 yeah. from it, and it was was it it was just dual two lane dual two. Mm -hmm. um no hard shoulders
1: uh but with the potential for future upgrade um now i'm going to get you to read us some information from that report because i think that's a good way to start as we've done previously um and as as we said earlier this was produced 1975 just as the corporation was ceasing to exist and strathclyde region was coming in now stage one of the renfrew motorway within the, the ggts um was always going to be in Target 1, which was to be completed up to 1975, uh, and then Stage 2 was going to be in the 1975 to 1980 bracket Target 2, which was the same bracket for Maryhill Motorway, East Flank, um, Air Motorway, obviously, and Springburn Expressway. They were all within Target 2. So this yeah. report was commissioned to give some details, some justification, basically, in what form it should take. Mm-hmm. So, John, read us that history introduction thingy from the report that gives, yeah us a it interest. does it's
0: quite good so again put yourself in the time it's 1975 uh, I'm just trying to angle myself to, to read this uh-huh. that we've got here um, so Stuart's corroborating what you're saying here so it says the air motorway was originally proposed in June 1962 as part of the interim report on the Glasgow Inner ring road yes. so you said that there about the highway plan and these different dates so yeah. it's 1962 really was internally that's what they knew but the highway plan was produced 65. 65. Well, yeah. published in 65. So yeah. Actually, it was 1962 there. So uh, it prepared by Scott Wilson, Kirkpatrick and Partners. And the present proposal, proposed route uh, is uh, substantially in the same kind of area that uh-huh. they had at the time. I have to paraphrase slightly because there's quite a lot of text here. Um it was the proposed motorway route to the south side of the city which would relieve the existing heavily trafficked arterials and eventually connect to the present A77 trunk route out with the city. Yeah. From a traffic point of view, a route south from the city centre would have been preferred but it was considered that the route chosen was the nearest to the ideal traffic route that was practical having regards to expensive properties and environmental considerations. I swear mm-hmm. to God, sir, I think you've read this already. I must have done it and I'm recalling all this
1: a years ago that I read that.
0: It's, it's good. So it goes on to say the highway plan did consider alternative alignments for the route and our present proposals follow the route agreed in 1965 with all the parties concerned. All these different dates going around yep, here. Yep. Um, I'm just seeing if there's anything else here that's kind of worth. What well, what I might do is skip slightly ahead. Yeah. And look at um, what's in this report that would have made it different from yes. the M77. So I'm going to start with a kind of an overall thing. Okay, yep. Kind of. The route in this, the actual route that it takes, is the same as what we have today. Yes but there are some differences in terms of how wide it was going to be as in number of lanes mm-hmm. um, how that was going to work junction and dif- types and things some yeah, differences yeah. Mm-hmm. with our with our junctions yeah. so oh i'm going to look forward to reading this yeah. so yeah. let's let's see if i can find where i was looking at this before
1: read it and make any of those commuters on the m77 who may be <laughs> listening to us in the morning or in, uh, in the evening peak heading in whatever direction and they hear all this and they're going to start getting really upset
0: just while I'm finding the part, do you think the M77 is okay as it is at the moment? Not being somebody, you know, you don't use it every day though.
1: The M77 has suffered It's basically a victim of its own success because it allowed for East Renfrewshire Council and others to massively Mm -hmm. expand areas like Newton Mearns, the commuter belt. So Newton Merne's has grown massively in size in the last 15 20 years. And all that traffic, because it's a mostly wealthy area, Yeah, most of these people ha- yeah, are using their cars on. to get to work. And, and all these commuters are piling on the M77. And then we completed the bit south mm-hmm. as well, which took away the really bad stretch between yeah. uh, the boundary uh, or the A77 and Kilmarnock. And that's encouraged Ayrshire commuters onto yeah, the road as well
0: Airport, we had silverburn that eventually came, silverburn later. came along um yep. you know if if there was i mean i know i know we're skipping ahead here looking in this report but i suppose if anyone was making a big argument about induced traffic you know they, they would probably look at something like the m77 and use what you're saying yeah, potentially yeah, back we it up talk, you might disagree yeah, you might disagree. We
1: talk about this carry on about induced traffic demand mm. and, and why? Why did you build a road if you don't want people to use it?
0: Yeah, that's it's what surely. John
1: always You don't spend a hundred million building a motorway, and then expect no one to use it. What would yeah, be the
0: point? It, it has, and it's improved communications. It includes, you know, journey options and also safety. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <It> <laughs> imagine what Comanik Road was like Absolutely. before that. But anyway, look, let's let's go back. I mean, we we, we are passionate about this, but yes, we'll we all get back to it. So um, it says here, let's start from the top and go south. So I've got to read this backwards. Apologies. So it says here, um, required number of lanes. So it says. There are two situations to be considered when determining the requirement requirement for the number of lanes. Uh-huh. The first is in the interim situation where, when the recommended nineteen eighty five network is completed, so that's ten years from when this report.
1: And that included things like the East flank and the yeah. South Fiack as well. So it is yeah.
0: factoring in roads that we didn't didn't get built. Yeah. Okay. Um, assumed now to be in nineteen ninety. And the second situation is to be completed. at the highway system, assumed to be post-year 2000. Yeah,
1: which was GDT, GGTS yeah. envisaged up to 2000 or, yeah. and beyond for construction. Yeah.
0: So it says the Dunbrek Road um, to Renfrew Motorway. So this is between the M77 and Junction 1 just yes. there. Yep. So it says both interim and ultimate assignments uh, assigned traffic flows in the region of 55,000 vehicles per day to this section. Okay. We would reiterate our recommendations in our recent Air Stage One project report that this short section be constructed as a dual three lane motorway to maintain safe operational conditions at the junction with the Renfrew motorway. Yeah. So how's that different from now? Well they're saying the the expected how many seventy? Fifty five. Fifty five
1: thousand. And the last traffic counts I looked at for that stretch had ninety-five
0: thousand vehicles a day using it. Well over. So that nine in the design manual for roads and bridges, that is pushing you into dual four lane. Exactly. So they they were telling us we needed dual three, and we're already way beyond that almost double what what they said. What we have now, we have two we have actually we have two north, two lanes north and three south. Yeah. Between that, but one is, I mean, the lane one, if you want to call it is basically an auxiliary lane. Exactly. You know, it's a drop. Yeah. At, at, at that. Okay. So south from here, this 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 is where it it gets pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Right? Okay. So, um Barhead Road to Dumbreck Road. So this is from Dumbreck S- to Silverburn. Silverburn to Dumbreck. Yeah. 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 In the interim situation, the adjusted traffic flow assigned to this section is forty-seven thousand five hundred vehicles per day. Okay indicating that provision should be made for a dual two-lane motorway. Oh. The situation could arise in the ultimate condition, particularly if an additional connection was provided at Corker Hill Farm, that the dual two-lane carriageways could become overloaded. Yes. A contingency scheme to overcome congestion occurring on this section of road would, in our opinion, be the adoption of a proposal to carry out the motorway earthworks for dual three-lane motorway. Yeah. The relatively small capital cost of two hundred and four thousand requiring <laughs> no <laughs> oh, sorry uh, no property costs would ensure that the provision was readily available to convert this section of motorway at some later date should it prove necessary. The only bridge structure affected by such a proposal at the white cart could obviously be adapted ultimately to operate as three lanes without hard shoulder. Yeah. How
1: short sighted are we? As a country,
0: when in 1975,
1: you're telling me I need a three lane motorway in the year 2000 mm-hmm. um, because traffic is going to be X. Mm-hmm. And then you come along 20 years later and you build the road eventually and you mm-hmm. build it with two lanes, yeah. even though your traffic's already exceeding that figure. Yeah. And then you then end up in a situation like we have well,
0: where the road's congested every day. We'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to it because there is the story of the 90s. And they're, they're, yes, what you're saying is true, but. There is a reason. There is. There I is know. a reason. So I know. I, uh, can I carry on talking yes. about lanes just for, yes. for a little bit more? you go ahead. Hopefully you, hopefully everyone's still awake. It's all <laughs> right, okay. Uh, so from Silverburn down to Knits Hill Road, which I think is actually, um, is that not...
1: Knits Hill Road, is that not Junction 3 at Darnley? That's Darnley, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, 726 you know, they,
0: they, they do refer to... The junction's a little bit differently in here. Yes. So it says here, as stated previously in section 4.1, this section of road could function as a dual two-lane, all-purpose road. Oh, so not motorway. Yeah. Since the assigned flow of 1990 is 29,000 vehicles per day, possibly rising to 35,000 vehicles today in the year 2000. Well, it's double that. Well, it it goes on again. It says, should should a a decision be taken not to provide three metre hard shoulders in this section, Mm -hmm. a similar soft verge would be formed. It's inferring there, really, that they would... they'd be able to convert that uh, to motorway, so motorway or, or, or later or on. Other, other things later yeah on. it's quite the funny thing is with these things you might think oh yeah well you got motorway in the end it's, you're heading further out of the city and this is a very glasgow kind of centric report mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so yeah this is this is what you've got so
1: really what that report is telling us is that we should have had dual three-lane motorway from the m8 all the way to junction three yes basically yeah basically yeah to, to kind of to accommodate future growth that they predicted
0: yeah that's a step. So there we go. um It's got quite a few things in here. I mean, it, it talks a little bit about the junctions and how they differ more from the highway plan. And see yeah. what we got now.
1: Now I think the highway plan may actually have recommended dual four-lane motorway. Yeah, this is
0: this is where the whole thing comes out with. Actually, the highway plan had this one scaled up. Yeah, quite a lot more. And I think because of GGTS proposals and additional routes. Yeah, they thought, well, okay, we're spreading the traffic out more. Yeah, probably not as much as yeah. needed. Also, the tide had began to turn by the point that they were oh, yeah. probably playing this down quite a bit. No doubt. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm.
1: um, I mean, at that point, I believe at that stage, the South Link motorway connection between Dumbreck and Cardonald, I think by this stage, had been downgraded to at grade dual carriageway. Yeah. Now, even that didn't go ahead as we know, but I mm-hmm. think that's where they were at by that stage. So that would have been there. And then they still had proposals for a Paisley Expressway coming off halfway between Junction 2 and 3. That may well be that connection to Corker Hill Road yeah, that, that, that they were referring that, to.
0: That is what they're talking and about. And that yes. was going
1: to utilise the railway line that had been the Paisley Canal line, mm-hmm. at that time was closed, eventually reopened, as we know. They were going to build an expressway on that road, two-lane two expressway, mm-hmm. it yeah. anything particularly huge, but it would have provided a fast link with limited access from the M77 all the way to Paisley Town Centre, mm-hmm. the Paisley Inner Ring Road um yeah. you know that was the main purpose of that that would have been a good uh
0: would have been a good road but, but again paisley canals a very useful railway line it is i know you know uh, so there's yeah. those two things you can I have both i know why not I know. Yes, know. I know so that's just it i'll just talk about one junction yeah I'm, give us I'm, a
1: junction because the junctions are very different to what we have now and i think it's worth mentioning
0: right okay um Hmm, Dumbreck Road, let's talk about Dumbreck Road Interchange, as it calls it here. Uh-huh. Uh the recommended layout for this interchange has been amended from the original highway plan proposals. The revised layout was accepted by the Corporation of Glasgow as a result of our report in July nineteen seventy-four. The reappraisal of the interchange took place mainly as a result of the probable deletion of the South Flank motorway from the ultimate road proposals. <laughs> so in the highway plan in the ggts this would be a kind of a large major interchange this was i mean from from what i can see it was going to be a kind of clover stack that was through there uh kind of a a two-leveled interchange that you have um, you had tons of space because you'd park park on one side
1: in Houston and the other plenty space for motorways
0: you would yeah and it it would have been so you'd have a four four way yeah uh, fully grade separated fully free flow interchange and and this (laughs) is
1: worth making the point that's Mm -hmm. why you cannot go west from the top of the M77 to the M8 because the intention was there would have been a motorway connection from Dunbreck to Cardonald. Yeah. if you were heading west to the airport or Paisley or whatever, You'd have you would have the gone... Link yeah,
0: exactly. And you would have come in at Cardonald. Yeah, How good would that be? I don't know. You know, instead of having to use the loop. I Loop's know. great though. Right, yeah. okay. Um... So I uh I've, where did I get to so about about this south south flank being deleted. Uh-huh. The report recommended the adoption of a grade separated roundabout layout for the interchange which in turn greatly increased the traffic capacity at the junction. So as to defer for a long period any further development of the interchange. The proposed design however does not preclude the possibility of a third-level east-west flyover. Should, tra- oh. should traffic flows require... This is good stuff, mm. actually, because it's not a report I'm massively familiar with, so it's, it's, we're learning things. Although the car uh, proposals completely delete a South Link route, in our opinion, there is a future requirement to provide a connection between Renfrew and Air Motorway for westbound traffic. Wow. We well, could envisage... Once again,
1: yes, once again, John <laughs> Collin tells us everything
0: we need... But yep. we ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not there's. It's just so much stuff, you know. That's that's the problem. <laughs> um, so uh, it it does say the. So I'll just repeat this. bit. yeah, proposed design, however, does not preclude the possibility of a third level east-west flyover should the traffic require it. And then I was just talking about the um, the thing there about actually connecting the Rinfer and the air motorway together. Yeah, we would envisage ultimately a dual carriageway route along Moss Park Boulevard. Why not? Yeah. So, um, what we have, what we have now, just to jump to the present, is a parklow really that that works there. So kind of partial cloverleaf junction uh, yeah. where you can access. Yeah, there and and that's that's I mean, pretty can, much you it. You can make it's all the busy, movements, but you hit traffic a, signals and oh. It's better now because of the loop, but it, it was it was quite a, a fierce <clears> little <throat> junction before. Yeah, uh, with all the people obviously using it to get to the the M8. Yeah,
1: now there are there's, there's pages in that report I believe that actually show you the junction layouts and things like that. So why yeah. not have a good like. Fl- fl- forward a, fl- a good few pages these things. Yeah, and you'll no, come absolutely. across, I mean there's all the capital costs, there you go, there's some junction layouts there, Excellent. on that one there
0: so what they've got here um, is a proposal that it is a roundabout that looks like on here it's only got north facing slip roads Yeah. so it's a, it's a roundabout interchange so the, the M77 goes under it, it's yeah. great separated, mm-hmm. Okay. so that's currently where Dembrek is um, when you go down further um, it's got a couple of half diamonds here the one for Barhead Road uh, and then there is there is a junction here for... I think it looked like it's going on to Moss Park Boulevard. Right. Um, it has a junction down there at Darnley, which is at Hill Road. But these actually are quite different. Um, they, They're only half diamonds. Ah. So they're not full access. John was a big fan of the half diamond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And putting them on there. So yeah. you, you, you can... Get off and get on, but only in the kind of city northern. bound, yeah, yeah. which yeah. makes sense. Yeah,
1: come off from the city, go on to the city. Yeah. That's kind of what they're trying to achieve. Anyway, it doesn't
0: overload to junctions too much, you know. No. You only need a certain amount of signal phasing at half diamonds, which is always quite quite decent, you know. Yeah. it's quite funny between the. The bar uh the barhead road junction and the one they've got there, kind of Moss Park, there's a kind of distributor road that runs alongside connecting the two of them together. Mm-hmm. So this was it. The more you look at this, the more you actually think, wow, this is really quite different from what we've got today. I mean, the only thing that's quite similar is this the route it takes. And look at these distributor roads. Yeah, that's what I was just mentioning. Just that just that goes yep. up there. So mm-hmm. no, it, it is really quite interesting and it shows you the uh, <laughs> it shows you the Paisley East called Bride route in a dotted line underneath oh. and the continuation of it south.
1: Oh my. Oh my. Oh
0: my. So goodness. no it it's a great report and yeah. like with all these other reports here yeah. it does have some visualizations. So it does it's the usual Sandy Bell Sandy Bell yes. yeah uh ones that we have there People dollars, particularly yeah. enjoyed these. They did at our table at the GVVt. Yep. I thought people did make some good comments about yeah. usual thing. Lovely trees at the road, children playing under flyovers, and you know, all, all <laughs> very nice. Looking at the high mast lights and the, the shades on them and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So yeah, yep. yep. uh, the works here also recommended for the realignment of some of the surface streets along where the the motorway would have mm-hmm. forged its path. Yeah. So yep. Uh, it's, a, it's
1: a good report. Unfortunately, it's too big for us to share the entire thing no, um, in any one place. But I, I think we might share some of the uh, just some of the images in a similar fashion to what we did with the Maryhill Motorway. Yeah. Uh, the intention would be for us to produce an article on this at some point. Uh, yeah. Whether we can squeeze that in before the end of the year, I'm doubtful because we've got many other things we're working on. But
0: it is in the pipe. It is. Excuse me. It is in the pipe. It is in the pipeline. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's um, coming. It's a funny subject for really the unbuilt because it's one of these ones that did get built, just not. In the form yeah. that we
1: had. So why fill some gaps then between this getting not cancelled, well, and
0: then the M77 coming on? We do. So this let's put ourselves back. We're 1975. We've just put this report down. Yeah. Um, how did we we know about the Dumbreck Road connection? Yep. Yeah. So that was all finished. And so that was finished was and opened that. in 81. 81. So how did we get to the air road route, which is what the scheme was called in the 90s? Well, basically the E77 through Parkshaw has
1: continued to become overloaded, and by by even the mid-80s it was chronic the mm-hmm. congestion was horrific down through Sean's, you know past the Sean's Arcade and heading out south and then again down through Newton Merns. now the, the Renfrew County had had the foresight to dual a lot of the 77 through their area so there was dual carriageway down through Newton Merns past the shopping centre out towards the 77 the rural section the 77 that we know but once you get into the Glasgow section north of Eglinton toll yeah yeah Um it, it went to single carriageway and it was very constrained so There was a mixture of things. Ayrshire politicians, George Younger was was the MP for Ayr, he was Scottish Secretary for most of the 80s. Him in the Scottish office campaigned heavily for Strathclyde to to do something, they they Mm -hmm. promised funding and whatnot to do that. So by the mid-80s, the Ayr Road route... Was, was something that was beginning to be spoken about. Mm-hmm. um. Whether it was going to be a motorway or a dual carriageway, well, that was all very much up in the air at that stage. Mm-hmm. I believe it got final approval around about 1987. Hallfords and various others did a number of studies because we've got uh, photo slides and all sorts Mobbles of things yeah, showing the various yeah. options and junction options, basically what we ended up with. Um, but by the time 1992 came along, um, it was very much going to be a motorway, two-lane motorway admittedly, Um, I think it was only ever going to really be that when they started looking at it again in detail. Um, And by 1995, they had completed a number of advanced contracts for Earthworks, even Mm. some structures, one or two other things. So that in 1995, when uh, Wimpy were awarded the contract to build it, They started work in June 1995, and the road opened in December
0: 1996. It was a quick scheme, despite it it being quite colourful.
1: As we know, it was very controversial. Mm -hmm. Um, There were a number of protests, particularly about the effect in Pollock Park. Um, There was a group set themselves up called the Pollock Free State. Um, yeah. Composed of protesters and, and, and environmental campaigners. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they had some direct action to try and prevent construction from going ahead. These were
0: quite early on in the stage, particularly yeah. during the tree clearance. Yeah. And somebody yeah. told me the other day who, who remembers working on the scheme that Swampy actually did go to this one, yeah. the famous yeah. road protester who was uh, he kind of made his name at Newbury. That's right, yeah. So he came here to train first. Yeah, there was a and,
1: and there was a lot of a lot of grief up here. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the the site was cleared and and the construction went ahead. And you know, yeah. in fairness to them, I think actually the road is quite sympathetic to the surroundings. It I mean, absolutely it, it, it,
0: is. You drive along there now; it's very well done, yeah, very, well very well landscaped and screened. Yeah. It's also, I mean, what what the the consulting architect I think done was was kind of insisted on a high frequency kind of grass cut yeah. regime there yeah, you yeah. can see this the grass it's very cut, really well looked neat. after a lot you of know. very big
1: embankments as well earth mounds and buns yeah. to try and reduce noise and that that sort yeah. of problem and you go through
0: pull well you're going around the side of pull part, you, you'd expect it to be like that yeah you know? yeah so I mean I so think it's it,
1: been fairly sympathetic to, the, to the surroundings
0: but as we said at the start it
1: has been very much a victim of its own success mm. it's overloaded silverburn coming along all the extra houses in newton merns it's just crippling yeah. it every day and this Bottleneck going southbound. The M74 you know. has also yeah.
0: contributed somewhat to the overloading of the interchange there. Yeah. So um it's I've always said it, it's the weak link. Um with you know what I would ideally like is, is a four-lane going southbound. Yeah. Um, with a drop at Dunbreck with three running running through. I and mean, you can I squeeze that in there with you, you very can, little difficulty. Uh, and you you said that the Dunbreck Road connection was built in such a way yeah, that the railway bridge was designed to be easily widened. Easily widened, it can be done. This was this is the thing. Now, I know we've... Back in the dark early era of the podcast, I believe that like podcast too, I think we spoke about the M77. So apologies if you, you are hearing some of this stuff again. Yeah. But, you know, it is actually a really quite an interesting road that we don't talk about Yeah, and
1: much. it's had a lot of extra listeners. We've had a lot of extra listeners since mm-hmm. then as well. So it'd be good for people to, to hear about that. So oh, that, yeah. that's the M77.
0: Whether there's any future proposals for it. Well, um, we did get some, didn't we? I mean, it was extended southwards from yes. it. But that was something that was never really spoke massively about in any of the other reports no this no. is the uh is it malice U, Fennec? yes
1: yeah that that was an essential scheme that yeah. was always going to happen well we all
0: remember what, what that was like i mean you yeah. remember driving over there it was a kind of it was very nasty yeah very especially nasty, in the fog yeah. and stuff like in, single exactly
1: it was not nice so it's yeah, been go. an interesting one it's been a different one for us i think that's been good i hope everybody has enjoyed hearing a bit about the it a- is i'm going to
0: carefully place this yes. report to one side yep. while we move on yes, to because i am itching to get on to this <laughs> next section yes the box and <laughs> it's looking at me mm-hmm. so no that's fine so we um the Stuart mentioned earlier as we move on to our special from the archive feature yeah that we have received many boxes Big archive boxes from Acom. Yes, we have. Acom absorbed Scott Wilson in the past, you yes. know, so Scott Wilson and Patrick, as everyone knows, the highway plan, the motorways in Glasgow. So they've given us this box, Stuart. The lid's not even off it. Nope. Well, what on earth could this be? <laughs> Let me just reach
1: over here. Oh my goodness, for this huge put, box.
0: it's quite funny he's placed oh, it too far away to reach. <laughs> he's got it now. <laughs> so it's always a very exciting right. time oh, here at Glasgow Motorway Archive when we do get new records. Well, this is what we live for. Um, and uh, everyone's oh, wondering, you know, you know, what, yeah. how much stuff we get. Well, it's a lot. Yeah, this is we we've got to start <laughs> going through. <laughs> it. Well, what's this? Is a box load of photo slides. Okay,
1: slides. Photographic
0: slides, 35mm slides. So I can't see anything here from the top because it's so jammed. I'm
1: going to move my hand up and down. You're going to tell me when to stop and we'll pull one out and we'll see what it is. Okay, okay. Um, stop. Okay. What we have, what do we have, what do we have? We have a selection of slides about the upgrading of St. James Interchange. In 1992 and
0: 1993. That's fascinating. So that's yeah, the big flyover is at St James yeah. at Junction 29. Yeah, I'm going to hold yeah. these
1: up to the light just ever so briefly. We Let need to get our, our little slide view. This is some photos of some of the beams being lifted into position there at St James. It, is there
0: any dates? Or is there any? Can we... No. Are, no they, are they quite good photos? Are they, are they no. in during the day?
1: Yeah, they're all day. They're all daytime. They're all uh, in full colour. So right. it's going to be a really, really wonderful. It's going to be a really wonderful uh mm-hmm. selection of photos in that one so you're really well, everyone's going to really love
0: those honestly well, it's it says it says um looking just on here oh well they've all got kind of slide reference numbers yeah, and stuff you like
1: that have a look at that one
0: there yeah and okay. see what it says well this one here says st james talk yeah on it so this was obviously some presentation that they were doing and it's a number of plans yeah. That are on the slide. So these yeah. ones are not actually photos. they
1: sm- there must be about two hundred St James slides. Ah, yeah. here we go. Here we go. Nineteen 1990, April nineteen ninety two. There you go. We'll get right. that one there. Swap. Yep. I'm, I'm, g- I'm, g- I'm getting the yep. sloppy give me, seconds yes, here. Look like at this.
0: That back, give me that back. So what are we? <clears throat> Well, this, you know, everyone, you know, looking at this interchange that we've got now, these massive ramps that we've got here, and you can see these going in yeah. on these. This is really good stuff, because oh, yeah. the photos that I've seen of the construction, is something I'm quite interested in in St. James. The only ones I've ever seen are from kind of newspaper cuttings that I found uh, in Baysley Library.
1: Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. These are Wonderful. Do you this, know it's? So, <laughs> oh no! You need to see these. Have a, you have a look at those. You give me that back. Right. Look. You right. tell okay. our listeners what you are looking at in that selection of slides here. Okay. There's so about thirty of them.
0: When did you say? Seventeenth of August, oh, nineteen ninety-three. Just after. These. Only. These are fantastic. These are nighttime photos, uh, and they're taken under long exposure. Look at those sign gantries. Yes. The gantries are on in it. I'm um, sure many of you know that true it's very passionate about Gantries. I'm actually going to see if I can squeeze one of these slides Google out because right I want to have a look and yep. I, I, I appreciate this must be very frustrating for our listeners because we're the ones having all the fun looking at this and you just yep. get to hear us being all giddy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah, holding it up. Fantastic. All lit up in those old sodium lights that they yes. had all the way. Now I believe this picture, Stuart, is similar to the one that you managed to take. Um Yes. is this from the top of the holiday inn From the
1: top type? of the holiday Inn hotel Look, i managed to get up there in 2009 looking on a, southwest yeah mm-hmm. on a beautiful day and managed to get a great photo looking out towards those viaducts yeah um unfortunately i lost the original high resolution versions of those photos so i don't I still have them but yeah identical angles some of them are fantastic those yeah. nighttime shots are wonderful
0: there's gantries in these as well oh. stuart we have to share these um so it,
1: well, I hope you've got it's... a free weekend because there'll be a lot of <laughs> scanning that needs to be done to yes, show them
0: off. It takes ages scanning these things. Uh, you know, any of you are wondering, you know, when you donate to us, where do your donations go? Well, often it's towards digitizing the equipment oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that for these things because this is just too much for our simple slide scanner that we have. We have to clean these things up. And If, if John
1: looks at, looks at my hand right now and he'll see the, right. the large selection of slides I'm holding together mm-hmm. every one of those is St James interchange
0: upgrade it, it's a handful so there's going to be about
1: two three hundred slides just on St James and that fills a huge gap yeah in, in the information that we have that's fantastic uh, I've yeah. just moved on a slide let's look, shall I tell you what else we've got in here yeah please because do because this isn't a Glasgow one but it is one I knew Scott Wilson had been involved in and it's probably quite interesting non Glasgow let's yeah. have a little look so you tell us what it is John give me these St James ones
0: yeah. oh god Oh boy, this is Goga Roundabout. <laughs> Where's Goga? Uh, Goga's at the top of the Edinburgh City Bypass, uh, which is which what connects the A720 to the A8, yes. up at the Guile. Indeed. That's right. That's I'm right am right. yes. at the Guile, yeah. Yep. Um, what they've done here, this used to just be a roundabout, and then in 1997, I believe that they added an underpass to this interchange here. Near or near the about, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's... It's it's just kind of like uh, one of Edinburgh's more famous junctions. We well, are not the Edinburgh Motorway Archive, but uh, well, you we'll couldn't really have be... an Edinburgh
1: Motorway Archive, <laughs> could
0: you? <laughs> no, that's very true. Uh, well, although they did have motorway plans, so you know, it's fun. <laughs> yes, they did. They, yes, did. they did. Back of the fag packet plans, but they had plans nonetheless. <laughs> no, these are these are actually very very good. So they just show, really it's quite funny how they make it underpasses. They tend to pile all the walls in first when you see this happen, and then they actually go in and remove the material. Yeah. You know, so it is interesting how that one was constructed. So it's like Wraith Underpass, but in miniature.
1: Yeah. Well, again, if you look at the number of slides I'm holding together here, they are all Gogur. So there's
0: probably about 100, 150 on Gogur. It's got a handful there. Yeah. Any more than a handful is a waste. So there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, give me that one. I'll put that away. Uh, right. What? What, what else? Oh, what else have we got here? On, get, is it?
0: Is it just I'm, slides?
1: It's all just slides in this box.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, hang on. It's, we've got like wow. fourteen of oh, boxes to go through. My goodness. Yep.
1: Oh. Oh. Hang do
0: on. you know now nowadays though when they're doing schemes, you don't have to worry about slides, do they? It's yeah. just a bunch of JPEGs that get put on a hard disk. And yeah, but they, they're out. easy to lose. you know, Yeah. Yeah. What have we got
1: here? Is it still Google. Mhm. Still Google. Google. Still Google. Oh my. The other
0: thing we'll we'll have to do is probably sort a lot of these as well into into yeah. certain things. I don't know if we've got we're anything going... that jumbled up. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. What have you What have you found? You can't make noises like that and not tell me.
1: I have just found. <laughs> now Scott Wilson were heavily involved in a big section of the M seventy four through the uh, freezing Galloway. Uh, from you know from like BTUK and and that kind of oh, yeah, middle yeah, section. Yeah. Um the I have just found slides
0: of the original E seventy four at Beatuk. Well that at Beethov Summit. That can't be possible, Stuart, because as everyone knows, you don't have any photos of the old A seventy four. It now looks it's like everybody, everybody about... asks for this, so you're you're trolling here. Oh,
1: no, and... it now looks as though we have several
0: hundred slides of right. the A seventy four at i I'll, I'll be And beyond the looking judge of this, yes, so. I'll keep scrolling through here. Okay, well uh, he's actually not lying. Um, these are the original A seventy four before it was upgraded to. Wow, this. this... I'm really sorry that I'm, I'm funny it's hard to talk here because I'm I'm genuinely quite. <laughs> oh, these are br- these are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. How many times do we get asked for these? When somebody going, have you got any old pictures of seventy four? No. Why have you <laughs> no. no
1: photos of the A seventy four? Well, because and we're they're... not. the are done freezing motor archives. And that's us
0: thinking of going down to these archives <laughs> at some point and having a look. <laughs> you know. Yes. Well oh, oh. these are brilliant. do you know other do you know do you know who'd love these as well? Wojciech would love these. Yes, I'm sure. Because it is, it's yeah. Yeah. full of these old cars. Yes. I don't know if anyone's oh, seen yes. the social media lately. It's we're been in the up. middle of
1: car spotting week. Car yes. spotting week.
0: Which is great. I love it. So um yeah, lots of old vehicles on these. Um B-tuk to Dinwoody Green. Dinwoody Green, yeah. Yeah, that's what that mm-hmm. is. Ooh right the old A74 was an interesting road wasn't it I mean it did have quite a lot of at grade junctions and things like yeah. that on uh, it and so on
1: yeah crosses s- in the I centre s- res s- and that kind of thing yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. can't say I remember any of that would have been quite I, young. I, I
1: remember think, the final section the, the bit that yeah, I remember the Cumberland Gap ah, and there's that bit as well but in yeah. terms of in terms of the Scottish side I certainly remember the bit the, the last section like junction 14 to 12 getting built um, I, I do remember that oh
0: lovely oh. absolutely lovely
1: Oh.
0: What are oh. you? What are you finding now?
1: Well, right. Well, I've got I two ju- here. What would you like? Would you like the left hand or the right hand?
0: Uh, well, I'm a lefty, so let's go left. Okay, yeah.
1: you go with the left. I'm a lefty as well, as you know. You go with that. Oh,
0: just Emmy, Glasgow.
1: Yeah, so Look at some of those interesting images. It's Glasgow on a ring road from the 1990s.
0: Oh, fantastic! And there is a bus. A See bus. if we send any photo out with a bus on it. Yeah, brilliant
1: our GBVT so, friends will appreciate
0: that now in this photo here I believe this is 1992 it's great with these slides they actually have dates on them Good. so I'm just going to hold this one up to the light and um, it looks like it's actually at Charing Cross sure, Tay House is in this
1: yeah but it was completed in early 1992 so that yeah. makes sense
0: yep. it's mm-hmm. got lovely I'm going to try and describe the colours of the bus it looks like a kind of a dark red and a yellow like blood custard so I called it
1: oh 1982. I don't know who that would have been. Yeah. Someone out West Clyde side or something. I'm not on a Clyde side. Uh, I just aye. want to Someone scan this else. one
0: right now and have a look because this is and another great thing about this. And you see the Mitchell there. It's done on a sunny day. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny. It's really busy. Is of course pre-em M four.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, um, no, Ooh, absolutely cracking stuff. This? See, every time we go out, and we take pictures of things. We are of course documenting it for the future, which is so important. I
1: wonder what you think this might be it's a 1990s scheme and it's called the a9 route strategy study oh did we propose to jewel that years ago or is it maybe this, just is, this is this is where or? we
0: actually need duncan mcknight yeah so duncan mcknight you ask us questions every week yeah we now you we're one. gonna ask yeah. you one <laughs> yeah. uh i'm i'm really not too sure i am mm. not an a9 mm. expert here's another them. one you're going to enjoy okay well i want to put these back in the yeah, right place you, you give them, so you
1: give them to me and we'll, we'll get uh, them back in there let's
0: pass that yeah, yeah. All right, thank geez. you our studio is a bit crowded at the moment there's yes. like, like slides everywhere there's books everywhere it's brilliant right tell us about that one because there'll be a okay. few people <clears> interested <throat> in this so we're going back east uh it's uh, edinburgh western relief road wow Ed- edinburgh built
1: a road Edinburgh wanted to build a road, but as usual, Edinburgh couldn't quite manage to build a road and even cancelled it after the tender had been awarded and is had Edinburgh, to pay considerable compensation. This isn't the approach road, is it? Yes. It yeah, was supposed to go yeah. from Hermiston Gate all the way to Lothian Road.
0: Yeah.
1: It wasn't a motorway, it was just a dual, dual, uh, dual
0: two, dual two, uh, but it was limited access. I think these pictures here show kind of scenes of what it was site clearance
1: maybe bear in mind the contract was actually awarded to build the body thing and they cancelled it because yeah, i role. mean
0: obviously nothing got built but yeah it's just these are just kind of general general views of what's there right? yeah very okay. interesting and you know another thing people love seeing these old pictures of of, of what baby edinburgh was like yeah, back in the day absolutely i, see, I think i see a, whole, a really old kind of what looks like a ford orion in this picture yeah yeah, there's an Orion as well. Okay. There you go. So no that's that's really good. More to add to the Edinburgh pile so
1: well, how about I give you another one from the M eight, but right, the eastern okay. end of the M eight Because end of the this M8. time
0: we have the bit of the M eight that I get stuck on every day, the you mean? M eight extension. Oh, the M eight extension. Okay. No, this isn't the M eight completion. The M eight extension actually ran from the claim- well, from Newbridge to Hermiston Gate. Yes. So that's between Junction One and Junction Two. Yes. If anyone's wondering what this is. Mm-hmm. So um, oh this this one here, this was a Fairhurst. Fairhurst on the roads. Yes. And Scott's done the structures, didn't they? He did
1: some of the structures, not all of yeah. them, some of them. Yeah. No,
0: if you're at Claylands Interchange Junction Two, you, you you notice when you're using that interchange, they've got the kind of I think they're hexagonal. Yes, reinforced earth abutments. Reinforced earth abutments with a hexagonal kind of concrete facing. Yes, it shows them getting put in. Isn't does. Is. lovely? And do you know what I want to say? That actually looks very good to this day. I think Claylands is a beautiful junction. I think it is as well. I like it yeah. very very much. 1994. Five yeah no, no, five yeah. that all was that so it's very very good oh these are absolutely fantastic
1: now this is one box a colleague of
0: mine actually worked on this job mm-hmm. he'd love these so yeah no it's uh it's really good stuff so we have another 11 of these boxes <laughs> rock blasting in this one yeah it's always good fun it's always okay. good fun yeah. right wow Wow, absolutely wow. incredible. How, how are we for time? Can we, yeah, we spend another just, five hours on this? So? Well, if only we could, but <laughs> um, we've
1: got a whole number of burning questions here that I think oh, we really should move on fun to. fun Yeah, because we're fast approaching 45 minutes now, so...
0: Okay. Yeah, question time. Question time. Question time. Okay. If okay. I can get
1: these slides back in the box. Oh, my. I'll
0: just wait for Stuart to start Sorry. Yeah, so let's it's a, go. It's a very hands-on podcast. It is it? indeed. Okay, so we have the questions here, so can I just crack right on? And yeah, you've we'll see you go how, right we'll ahead, see how yeah. we can answer these Yeah, I'm sorry I haven't read some of these yet but <laughs> you've got them out so uh, David Miller on Twitter Oh, asks, David Miller who did all the M8 photos back 2003, 2004
1: remember we met David at the Dokomomo talk? I remember David yes. came along, it was very nice to meet David at last
0: thank goodness He's... you're doing this David because they will be yep. very very handy in the future yes absolutely you know? they will be and we hope to see they David, David handy again now, so, I think
1: David's yeah. involved in Sabre as well isn't he to an extent
0: I'm not too so sure Sabre. I I don't don't know if I brought Sabre up on that thing, but Mm -hmm. there you go, a little plug for Sabre. So that's just it. So David Miller, he asks, was any significant Glasgow Highway Plan infrastructure actually built that has already been completed, replaced or removed? So built and then demolished? Yes.
1: No. Sections have been superseded by other bits, but nothing's been demolished entirely. So yeah, except for terminus.
0: Things. Temporary term is can't count, no, but I'd no. like to say bit a road or a junction or, or kind of even a link road or something junction like that.
1: Junction 10 was kind of demolished and remodeled on the north yeah, side. Yeah,
0: that's right, because of the fort coming in. Doesn't it really count, though, does it? No, it's more of an upgrade, to be honest. I'm trying to think of something that was maybe taken away, but other parts I can think are too far out, so uh, it's a short answer. Yeah, no. No is the
1: answer. Nothing has one, been yeah. removed, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. All yeah. right.
0: I'm sure we'll see something later. Yeah. Okay, Right, next question is from Ian McMillan. Ian asks, are there any plans to make the M8 three lanes between Glasgow and Edinburgh? It seems substandard compared to similar roads in England. So oh, That's
1: one right? for you, John. You your yeah.
0: I, I, I use this road every day. You're absolutely right. We've gone on about this before. Quite a few people have, have, have said, why are there so many dual two lane?" motorways in Scotland compared to England it's purely down to population at the time when the scottish development department were looking at these things i mean scotland was mm, later than england in uh, i mean its first motorways opening in 1964 1965 respectively that's kind of like you know quite a bit later than england uh, 9 years later than england yep. with these things to answer your question there are no plans public plans at the moment to widen the m8 to three lanes they are always looking at the traffic figures. They are very much, when I when I say they, I'm very much meaning the powers that be are of course aware of the traffic figures that are on the M8 and are always looking at ways that, you know, that can be alleviated somewhat. Uh, there are some challenges, however, with widening the road that you know I see for myself, and certainly a lot of structures would need to be altered in certain areas. Um, possibly in areas where you could try and keep down cost, hard shoulder running, whatever. But answer your question, no, there actually aren't any plans to widen the M8. The proposal, um, the complete scheme that we have had in 2017 for the M8, which went from Bayliston out to Newhouse, the original scheme for that actually had that running dual three lane all the way to Junction uh, five, 5, which gosh. is shots. Yeah. Uh, but Nothing nothing since then. But what is interesting, um, if you're driving on that road and you go past New Heartlands Junction which is Junction 4A, look at either side of it, it's wide enough for an extra lane. It really is, yep. No plans are no plans are publicly out there, but, uh, you know, we only know what we know.
1: That's true. Nice so, easy answer for that one, then.
0: Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope it does get an extra lane, but you that's know. just my opinion. David Young on Twitter has a question. David asks, Coming westbound on the M80, approaching Junction 1 from Blochairn and Cartine. Why is there no signage to inform you that you can actually join the M8 eastbound until you have come off? Surely this junction would be used more if people actually knew the slip road was there. Did I you had never noticed? I'm g- I'm going to need I'm going to need a track me. so it's going, coming westbound on the M8. So southbound on the M8, southbound, southbound. approaching Provin. yes.
1: You can go off uh you can you can go off southbound. To, as if you are going to go to Block in, mm-hmm. and there's an almost an immediate slip road you could cross a roundabout and then you can turn left and go up a slip road and join the M8 eastbound.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's right. There is no signage to tell you that you can do that. It's signed locally. In fact, it's a blue the gantry do you know sign.
0: What, do you know what this is a bit like? Bailaston interchange, Swinton, Bailaston, Swinton interchange. You can actually make any movement there if you know it, you know, to kind of go exactly. around uh, Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's one of one of these things. I agree with him. But then again, someone will have to do a traffic model on that and see how that would actually work, you know, going back and forth. hmm. Uh,
1: Obviously, the original plan was for there to be a free-flow slip from the southbound motorway M80 to the M8 eastbound, but for Mm -hmm. some reason, Strathclyde clyde didn't take that up um, and put the roundabout and maintained access to, I think it's Maxwellton Avenue Mm -hmm. um, at that point. Do you know
0: what, I'm... I'm really tempted to get Google out and have a little look at this one here because my my mind is going a bit blank with Proven, to be honest with you. But um, it's one of these things I'm now going to look at. Yeah, well, you
1: look that up and I'm going to get us another question and I'm going to to ask myself a question. I actually
0: see exactly where he's talking about now. Yeah. Yeah. No, that should be signed. Yeah, I would say so. No, I think it would yeah. be helpful. Okay, yeah. right. We'll meet again right. on that. I'm going to grab
1: one of the questions off the screen that came in today from Tony Duffy, who's a, who's a big fan. Yeah, of go ours. for and it. And I think came and said hi, maybe at one of the days
0: last week, possibly. Maybe, because we've met well, so many people now. We probably. have. But hello, and thank you if you have.
1: So, Tony says, Can you remind me of the oldest section of motorway in and around Glasgow? Uh, and as a follow-up, has it changed much since it was constructed? Okay, so right. the it depends what we consider Glasgow. If we take the conurbation, the oldest section is the Hamilton Bypass. That's right, that's southern section stuff. from Hamilton Junction 6 to Drafton Junction 9. Yep. 1966, December 66, mm-hmm. oldest in the conurbation.
0: Yes. In Glasgow itself... Would we consider Renfrew Bypass?
1: Renfrew Bypass is closer. It opened in March 1968. Yeah. But if you mean Glasgow proper... That's Town Head, which yeah, opened in north. April 68.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's north. Renfrew um, Bypass beats it by. Going
1: through the three of those, mm. Hamilton Bypass, the southern sections of the Hamilton Bypass has not really changed at all since it was completed. Mm-hmm. It's still dual two-lane motorway. Yeah. Renfrew Bypass, <coughs> excuse me, um, Renfrew Bypass has not really changed much at all. John, would you would you say it's got gantries and things? It's got, it's got gantries changes? and
0: then the St. James changes um, and... The bypass ended up at where they're building that junction at the moment. No, it's not really yeah. changed.
1: In and then Townhead, Townhead had an extra lane added. Um, th- I suppose it depends what you mean by Townhead. If you compare it to 1968, there were two further stages of Townhead interchange, which brought it up to the, the scale that we know it to be mm. in today. Um, so that's kind of changes. But if you're thinking of, of of the original stuff that was constructed, there was an extra lane put in westbound in the mid-90s. Other than that, no. There's been no real changes on there either. Okay. Good All question.
0: Right. Okay. Can I? I'll carry on with our printed yes. ones. Back to if you for of that. Yeah. Um. We've got uh, Neil Collinson from Facebook. Hi, Neil. Neil asked, uh, "Do you have any thoughts on the quality of road surfaces used on the motorway network? I found that the newest motorways tend to have very poor quality, particularly the M74." And the Esquel Pride to M77 Link. Oh right, well yeah. Um, how long am I allowed to talk about this? Uh, what am I? What am I allowed to say? Um, okay, so mm, there's generally two types of asphalt you're going to find out there. Older stuff, which is the hot rolled asphalt, that's quite noisy stuff to drive on. Yes. but it's robust. It is very robust. It's robust. That's traditionally what you see on the street. Look at it. It's, if it's got big chips in it, yep, big big kind of aggregate size. You know that's hot rolled asphalt. What they use now is SMA. Stone mastic asphalt, and they've been using that since the late '90s, uh, early early 2000s. Now the first iterations of these were quite poor. A lot of it came apart. It was still kind of experimenting with it. It's a German thing, actually. Yeah. Newer, like if you look at the the new M8 uh, between Bailaston and Newhouse, it's a very very quiet running surface to have on that. But I, I I like it because it's quiet and it's comfortable to drive doesn't on. doesn't shed water very well. It doesn't. One of the poor things about SMA is it does create a lot of spray. And I've noticed this on the M74 uh, extension. So the urban Because section. it's basically
1: the lower levels or layers of it are, imper- are supposed to be impervious to water. So the water can't get through. So mm-hmm. it sits in the surface and sheds away slowly. It does, With yeah. HRE... It, it filters it's through, also, to, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, but it 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 runs off HRA yeah, a lot more. You've got more. you've got this kind of slight slight more polish to it. Yeah. Um. To be honest, um, maintenance point of view because well, that's what I do in my work. SMA is certainly a lot quicker, mm-hmm. cheaper, mm-hmm. and easier to mill out and put back, making it easier to do larger scheme repairs but it is not as robust no. as hot rolled asphalt, particularly in areas where you've got turning movements and stuff. What you'll often find is it will not be used on roundabouts yeah. as often. I think if you if you put down a, a good
1: a good quality stretch of HRE surface and mm-hmm. you lay it properly in good conditions, it yes. will easily last 20 to 30 years without you having to do anything to it. Well, I'm
0: afraid I disagree with you because I think it can last longer. Uh, yeah, well, yes, we know it can. We know it it can, can you're right. I've, got, you're I've right. got sections of hot rolled asphalt where I work, which is... Over 50 years old. Well, wow, 50 okay. years old because it was Fair laid enough. in perfect conditions, yeah. very, very, well, very well.
1: Well, there you go, my point's made. SMA, however, maximum mm. life 10 years, yeah. 15 years at the most. Look at the M74 completion, yeah. starting to wear a wee bit now. That's eight years of constant use, mm-hmm. starting to get a wee bit rougher on the
0: edges. M80. But if so my it, point well. is hold true, if it's quick and easy to, yeah. that'd be a straightforward job to strip <sharp> it out, out, hot rolled, out. Hot rolled asphalt is, it's quite an art. But, but no, what's then? the
1: whole life it's, cost? Yeah, is it more expensive in the long run because you're more out, more in? possibly you worked as a planned
0: maintenance manager We would know these things i couldn't <laughs> possibly we've got to be Comments. in a career long term for that he talks about the link the gso what they use there is something called a thin surface course system oh, that a was a disaster layer. for them generally your blacktop is made up of your three layers your base your your binder and your wearing course or yeah. surface course that was incredibly thin i think it was only about 30 mil and, and, and you know elevation like that you're basically across moorland i don't yeah. think
1: that was ever gonna work but again, no. it's that mid two thousands. Oh, not. this wonderful! But new they product. tried
0: all kinds of stuff. You, you you can you can dress surfaces as well and screen yeah. stuff over it. But um, I think they actually replaced many sections of that with rolled asphalt. No help. It's Scotland at the end of the day. We have exactly we so. Um, what a brilliant question! It's a podcast in its own right. That indeed. But, we'll um, try and get a pavement guru in at
1: some point. To I'd, talk lo- to I'd love to talk about that. I think there's, there are some guys who maybe listen to us who have knowledge of these things. They might it would know, be such a good subject. Oh yes, very so. much welcome to come on and talk to us. So that's a good a good raft of questions for this month. Do we have any more or is that it? That's us for this us for this month. So I think we'll talk ah, briefly about rest. any upcoming features <laughs> and events. Uh firstly I want to say thank you to the Bridgeton bus guys, uh, the Glasgow Vintage Vehicle Trust for inviting us along to the yep. open weekend again. It was good awesome. to get along, meet some people. Really? I good. hope if you came along you enjoyed our big boards that we had on show that was very much new and uh, we got to show off some new photos some new plans and the like that mm-hmm. went very well and we look forward to attending there again next year yes when we've got dates we will let you know
0: excellent mm-hmm. Think
1: will we mention the calendar I yeah, think we'll mention the mention calendar the calendar
0: it's caused us enough stress so why not e-
1: anyone who's followed us for a few years will know that in the past we have released calendars mm-hmm. for sale we are intending to release a 2020 calendar this year um, <clears throat> it should be available sometime before the end of the year hopefully have some updates on that it will be in the usual format of a desk calendar yeah. so the small flip over version so it's good for people to have on their desk at work or, or at home exactly. um, so we're hoping to have those well, as soon as we've got prices and details we'll let we'll you get know we'll have some preview images as well so you can see what's in there what I can confirm is that the 13 images and I say 13 because there's also a front cover mm-hmm. the 13 images that will be in the calendar for 2020 are all new and have never been shared or seen before for on our social media channels yeah. or on the website. So you'll
0: really impress your colleagues and your friends with this. Yeah, so it's
1: 13 brand new never before seen images. Jeez. So if what that doesn't it? make it worth buying, I don't know what it does. Plus, obviously, obviously the proceeds come to us here and will allow us to start digitising some of these many yeah. thousands <laughs> of slides that of sit in front we of me because, need, yeah. quite honestly, if we do them ourselves, you'll uh, never one see at them. a time, it will take us Years
0: yeah. to get through and We those. both work full time and yeah. you know, have to, have you to know, find uh, out. The time average
1: in. slide to be scanned at 600 dpi and get color correction and cleaning and whatever else we do to it takes roughly five minutes a slide.
0: Mm. So, and saving and filing and everything, yeah, yeah so it's a big yeah, job. Yeah.
1: So, t- 10 slides, an hour almost, and there's 30 mm. in one pack on one folder. Yeah, it's and a- we've got literally bloody hundreds of them there. So yeah, so any donations and things mm-hmm. that will come through will allow us to go to reprographics com- companies and say, please scan these for us and you'll yeah. take Yep, so that's, that's the intention we'll for that, for
0: that. Absolutely. in terms of
1: any other events and things that's kind of us now in terms of the public events for the year, um, we'll, we'll be back in 2020 no doubt with some mm-hmm. with some other things and hopefully some new exhibitions um, we probably will have some special features around about the Christmas period again as, yep. we, as we usually do, but we've got another couple of podcasts to come before that we so we'll certainly fill you in on that yep. John, is there anything else that you would like to add at this stage?
0: Yeah, I'm going to uh, the City of Motorways next month, I'm going to Houston so you are
1: yes now will that be is
0: that before the podcast yes yeah, so
1: and it's i think yes uh, i think well, but, it is actually well, but recording the podcast just before you go there so, so I'll, you know, I'll
0: bring you up speed on that but uh, that that's going to be really cool that for, will so. be really
1: good for you yeah, yeah that will be a really good visit i i envy you on that one because i know there's some amazing yeah. infrastructure over there having been in las vegas a couple of times some wonderful freeways there so i can only imagine what mm. texas will have uh, i am in awe Yes. Of you and, and your visit, so no, that's good. So we'll talk more no about that next month, for but no,
0: sure. I've not really got anything else to add. It's been a cracking podcast. Good to revisit the M77. Mm-hmm. No, so it really is. It really is. That's all we'll good get, to. We'll get back to it. So once again, thanks for joining us this month on the Glasgow Motorway Archive Podcast. Make sure you visit our website, which is glasgowmotorways.org.uk, where you can listen to our previous episodes and learn all about the Glasgow Motorway System.
1: You can also subscribe to us at Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and at Podbean to make sure you never miss any shows. Uh, while you're at it, please be sure to leave us some ratings or reviews on Apple Podcasts in particular, because that gets the word out that we are here mm-hmm. and that our podcasts are available. And be sure to tell your friends and colleagues about us as well if you've enjoyed us. It's always good to get some new followers. And of course, you'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and now Instagram for a daily fix of photos as well if you are really keen.
0: Yeah, that's right. You'll see regular updates on those channels. So in the meantime, that's all for now. But we'll be back in November with episode 16. Hope to see you there. Absolutely. Goodbye. We'll see you then.
1: And I think it may actually be
0: episode 17. But that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. That's all right. Everyone's half asleep now, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Bye for now. Bye.